Alright peoples, after a year and a half of getting pressured into getting back to podcasting, we are finally here. So, if there's anyone that's listening to this that's uh, new to me, maybe you stumble up on this uh, podcast some, some other way or a friend referred you, whatever it may be, um, you'll get a brief introduction uh, in a bit. Uh, but before that, for those of you who have been asking me for this, for everybody in the Facebook group, on the email list, in the mem- membership site, um, yeah, here you have it, finally. Um, I will be doing this alone now. I will not be doing it with Andrew at SQL, but don't worry. I'm going to have Andrew on the podcast. We will still be doing uh podcast between each other, so you will still have that, but this is going to be mainly... Me and I will have other people on, on board here as well, but we will definitely have a lot of podcasts between me and Andrew. <clears throat> if you're wondering why it sounds like I'm out walking, that's because I am. I thought I would do this podcast, the, today's episode, almost as if you're just with me. I'm, I'm in the forest here, right next to my house here in Gothenburg, Sweden. It's pretty big forest, thick, dense uh, Swedish forest. And yeah, I just want you to feel like um, we're just out here walking together, just breathing in the fresh, kind of coldish Swedish fall air and having a chat about women, relationships, masculinity, and whatever else we may end up talking about. If you're new... Um, you probably found this podcast through someone referring you to it. So you probably know a little bit about but what this is about. My name is Pierre, Pierre de Sosa. I have been basically dedicating the last 14, 15 years of my life to understanding female psychology, female sexuality, how the masculine and feminine polarities work together, and... Uh, basically everything I could learn about dating, sex, and relationships. I have been a dating coach for many years. Then I was a sex coach. And uh, what I found is my unique gift is helping men in relationships when they're already meeting women, when they have met a woman, a woman rather, and they're in a relationship. If she suddenly starts pulling away and gets distant, she get, she's starting to get bitchy, or maybe you can tell that she's sort of, you know, she's getting too demanding, she's getting jealous for no reason, whatever it may be. That's where I truly, truly have a gift. When it comes to dating, I, I coached hundreds of guys, and many of my ex-clients are now seen as world-class, elite-level dating coaches, um... And a lot of people I help with sexuality are also becoming sex coaches now, too. So uh, my track record is saying that, obviously, I'm really good at that as well. But when it comes to the relationship stuff, that's where I really excel. When I ha- where I have a lot of philosophies, methods, models that you will really not see anywhere else, right? So that's why this podcast will be mainly dedicated to me talking about how to how to master your relationships with women. Um, now, if you're in a marriage, 
you're in a monogamous relationship, or if you're doing polyamory where you're doing open relationships, it doesn't really matter, right? This is about how to how to manage the the chaos of the feminine, the storm of the feminine in any kind of long-term relationship that you're building with it. So that's what we're going to talk about, right? And oh, fuck, it's so beautiful here, a big fucking lake and a really steep little hill here. I wish I could take a picture so everyone could see. Sweden is so fucking beautiful, man. This is crazy. Um, so anyway, I I saw someone make a post in in a Facebook group talking about basically like some red pill theories, which typically I don't really dis- uh, pre- pre- prescribe. De- prescribe. I don't really adhere to a lot of the red pill philosophies, although they do have a lot of truth in it, because all perspectives have a lot of truth to it, but I think typically red pill becomes a little bit too dark, it becomes a little bit too black and white, it becomes a little bit... um, it, It lacks a lot of nuances, right? However... They are right on the money with a lot of stuff. Like, you have to be dominant. You have to be an alpha male. She wants to know that other women want you as well. But if you re- when you really understand how to dance with the feminine, you're not going to have to worry about infidelity and her just monkey branching and leaving you and all this kind of shit, right? So today... I saw someone <laughs> make a post. I said, hey, what do you demand or require from... Uh, what are your... Fuck, what did he say? He didn't say demands. He said, what are your restrictions, right? What are your restrictions for your woman? <laughs> for for those of you in the long-term relationships, what's your what's the restrictions you impose on your, on your girlfriend or wife? Whatever, right? Restriction, funny word. So it seems to be something that a lot of Red Pill guys really prescribe to. That's got to be how you use that word, prescribe. Um, for those of you native English speakers, you'll find every now and then that I start going back and forth in my own head about what word to use. That's just something you're going to have to live with, because otherwise you could <laughs> you could learn Swedish and I could speak perfectly. But most of you are not speaking Swedish, so sometimes you're going to have to deal with me fucking shit up. Anyway, prescribe. A lot of red pill guys seem to prescribe to the idea of, I really hope I'm using that word correctly, but they seem to prescribe to the idea of imposing restrictions on your woman. As if that's some sort of a alpha male move, like, ah, oh, this is boundaries. Which, you know, in a way, it is. Again, there's a kernel of truth in everything, but they're lacking a lot of nuance. So some guy said, yeah, you know, uh, my girlfriend is not allowed to follow <laughs> like musicians or artists or whatever. Um, she's not allowed to post photos of herself. In, like, I get, like, don't post fucking naked photos or, like, you know, just fucking <laughs> you stretching. 
But it's like, yeah, you can't fo- post any photos of yourself in your Instagram. Whew, uphill. I've been sick with COVID for five months. So I'm sort of recovering as well. And so you had a bunch of these fucking restrictions, right? They were just ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. And, then, <laughs> like, 20 dudes, maybe not 20, but like a dozen dudes at least, jump on his post and be like, yeah, you go, man, fuck, that's the alpha male move. And everyone is just sucking each other's dicks whenever they do anything that's domineering, trying to pretend like it's dominant. So we're going to dig into dominant versus domineering today as well. But so essentially, he's super proud of all of this shit. And then someone asked, and I was like, all right, this is not fucking healthy. This is not a healthy woman that's going to agree to this, right? And so someone said, okay, but what does she do? <laughs> oh, see, she was also not allowed to have male friends. So no male friends, no photos of herself in any capacity, not allowed to follow musicians or like just Men, she's not allowed to follow men on Instagram, right? Or attractive men at least. High status men. So someone asked, okay, but this sounds really good, man. You know, again, like, oh, wow, this is so good. But what, what are her activities with her female friends? Like, what do they do? Again, being, because I know this group, so the guy was basically like, but is she going out to clubs? Is she going to a restaurant with her girlfriends? Right? Just being scared. So it's like, ah, oh, she doesn't have any female friends. <laughs> and he just said she doesn't have male friends. In other words, his, his woman, his girlfriend, she doesn't have a single friend. She doesn't have male friends, she doesn't have female friends. So, and he clarified that the only people he will hang out with are... Her two sisters. The, yeah, so she will hang out with two people, which are her two sisters. And they, they will do some fucking knitting or <laughs> something. I don't remember what he said. But it's like, yeah, they will do knitting and drawing together sometimes. So in other words, you attract what you are, right? You're not going to, to a large extent, or at least you're attracting the same kind of level of frequency that you're at, right? Same thing every time in these red pill groups with these guys who are super butthurt and there's so much fear. They take, talk all this shit. They're like, whenever there's like a photo of like a hot chick, they're like, yeah, pump and dump, bro. I would never be in a relationship with, with a hoe like that. I would just fuck her and leave her. And it's like some super hot Instagram model. It's like, dude, you don't need to worry about ending up in a relationship with a girl like that who might cut you. Because this girl won't even say hello to you. Let alone let you pump and dump. Most of these dudes are fucking... <laughs> you know. They're just... They're, 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 they're so hurt by women. That they just take this hyper-defensive stance. You know, these guys... They, they don't even get to go on a date with a with a very sort of... I, I don't know. With a woman who's not 
extremely difficult to to meet. Let's say that, right? Let alone a woman with like five million followers on Instagram. Not that that <laughs> means a lot. Like a lot of these women are super, super messed up <clears throat> for sure. But the fact that these dudes are acting like yeah, there's some former like Tom Cruise kind of dude. Like, I would never fuck that model, or I might fuck her, but I will never see her again, right? And it's the same thing. So now let's come back to the restriction thing. So this guy's, so this guy said, okay, but what, what does she do with her female friends? Well, she doesn't have female friends, right? So what does this do? So he's talking all this, this big game, right? And then what it turns out is that this chick is. A super introvert, doesn't have a single friend, has no interest in putting any photo up on herself because she's hyper insecure, or hyper insecure, that's a projection from me, to be fair, he didn't say that, but reading between the lines, like, he said she doesn't want to put photos up on her, on her Instagram, she has her Instagram set on private on her own accord, um, she has no interest in following any artist. It's just she's following a couple of artists that are uh, doing like drawing shit on Instagram. So she's following, following some like painters kind of thing, I guess. So it's not even that he's imposed these restrictions. He's met a woman who is completely socially isolated. Has, n has this, this? These are projections, right? But. Most likely has very low social intelligence. At the very least, very low social confidence. And just doesn't have friends, really. She might hang out with her sisters every now and then. And, you know, there might be some people listening to this and be like, yeah, but I can have, I don't really have any friends either. That's cool, man. Then we gotta work on it. But, if you don't, if you can't, if you really cannot make friends, you are not very well adjusted socially. You're not socially well adjusted. You're probably having some um, odd emotional wirings, super high anxiety, uh, or maybe just can't read social cues, right? Which, when I was doing dating coaching, we had like, we had three types of clients. The ones that had hyper high anxiety and they kept reading people's social cues too much and it got them so nervous and awkward that people couldn't stand being around them or two they didn't read cues at all so they became, became completely misadjusted because they didn't read anything so they had no anxiety so they came across like a psychopath right or they read a lot of cues and were really anxious but also very socially misadjusted so it was like a a nervous sociopath kind of vibe, right? And so if this, which is fine, like that's what to work on. Like it's, <laughs> you know, I've been doing that kind of dating coaching for so long. Like when I see someone, I know which of these three categories he would be in. Um, if you just can't read social cues, boom, I'll teach him how to read that. And here's what each sort of expression means, da 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 da. And here's how you relate to the feminine or, you know, if he's uh, high in anxiety, right? But read social cues is like, okay, let's read a little bit less. Social cues is how you just stand your ground, just assertiveness, training, and then how to relate to the feminine, right? Or if he's got both, then you teach him both.
pretty simple, right? It's not really a big deal. Now, this woman, that he's his girlfriend, obviously she's not really into personal development. And he's not pushing her to become better at all. He's like, yeah, it's good. Keep her at home. You know, like a, like a fearful, low-consciousness caveman. Just, Let's just keep her to myself so no one can take her from me. Right? And it's not making her better. It's not building her up. Right? He could build her up. He could be like, hey, let's go out. Let's make some friends. Let's talk to people. But he's too, too afraid that she's going to be unfaithful. He's eating up all the red pill dogma of monkey branching and hypergamy. And again, there's a lot of truth to it, but not to that extent. Right? And then... You know, he sort of, he sort of broke this down. It's like, well, she doesn't have friends. She hangs with her, with her sisters. She has her account on private. She doesn't want to post anything on herself. She did that after. No one picked up on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> no one realized that all, all this shit you said to try to impress us, either random men on the internet that you have never met, for whatever reason you're trying to impress us by coming across like an alpha male. Why is he doing that though? He doesn't feel... Ooh. Oh, sorry about that. Fuck. Wow. Here's an actual snake that I actually... They almost stepped on. We never see snakes in Sweden. This is fucking cool. Wow. This is fucking cute. I guess you can call it like a cat, probably. <laughs> that fucked off. Alright. Moving on. So, why does he feel the need to impress random men on the internet by coming across like he has imposed instructions on his girlfriend? When she actually just does this naturally, he did not have to impose any, any restrictions. Why does he feel the need to let everybody know this? Obviously, he would like the validation from some random men he has never met, and probably most of them will never meet in, a, in an obscure little Facebook group. Well, he wants the validation. Why do you really crave someone's validation? You want validation because there's a void inside of you. Something I, I hear a lot from guys who come um, and ask about getting the Relationship Mastery product is... They're just saying, I just don't feel man enough, right? I have a girlfriend, but I just don't feel man enough, right? I just feel inadequate. I feel like I'm not good enough, right? It's like, I don't know if I really deserve her. I don't know if she's going to cheat on me because I'm not man enough, right? So you want, you basically want a third party, a third party to validate that, yes, you are enough. You are good enough. It's all good, bro. Right? And that's why you post those kind of things, and then you're creating an echo chamber, because these are also just mostly men who have failed in their relationships with women. And everyone is just trying to, you know, basically suck each other's dicks until everyone feels validated. Right? 
And this is the core of what everyone gets wrong and the core of what everyone gets right about all these different philosophies of how to deal with long-term relationships with women, whether it's polyamory, long-term fuck buddy, marriage, regular monogamy, whatever it is. Intuitively, as men, we understand that women want a man who is a leader, a man who is in control, a man who is dominant, right? They want the leader, right? They want the alpha man. We all know this. However, so that's, that's correct. So let's start, about, let's start talking about what's correct, right? Uh, imposing some restrictions on her, some rules, some guidelines, some boundaries, some borders. That's very masculine, right? What does the masculine do? Masculine turns chaos into order. The feminine is the chaos, the masculine is the order, right? It's a very masculine trait to want to create some restrictions, right? And it's masculine energy that makes you alpha. So they're sort of correct about the boundaries there, right? Then you have, like... Robert Glover, who wrote No More Mr. Nice Guy, and it's very strict on, like, boundaries, and all of other stuff. It's, you know, it gets a lot of things right. But it's like, assert boundaries, do this, stand up for yourself, right? Um, pickup artists are usually, like, well, you go, and red pills as well, both are, like, really big on frame control. Own the frame all the time, dominate the frame, control the frame, right? I'm going to make a massive two-hour uh, podcast on how to really master frame control the right way, the healthy way, later on. But for now, if you don't know what it is, uh, join my group. If you're not in it already, Be Your Hero Facebook group. And for those of you who are already in the group, we'll make a live stream breaking down frame control a little bit in there shortly. And then I'll make a big live stream, a big podcast later on. Anyway, so pick up artists and radical guys. Yeah, frame control, frame control. And like, um, oh, and women want a man who is wanted by other women, which is true. Which is also called pre-selection in pickup terminology. But yeah, show pre-selection, show it, right? Um, another thing is when a woman gives you a quote-unquote shit test, as they call it in pickup. And I think red pill terminology causes a shit test as well. They go, just be unreactive and cross your shit test. Again, not technically wrong advice. Technically speaking, purely clinical, technical, it's correct. Um, you know, like, yeah, have a purpose that's bigger than your woman. Care much better, more about your career and your purpose than her, yeah? Again, technically correct. But what are they getting wrong, though? What are they getting wrong? They're getting everything wrong, even though they're technically getting everything right. But they're missing the fact that all these traits, you care about your career and purpose more than her, you don't react when she's giving you shit, you kind of go crush your shit test, you own the frame, you dominate the frame, you... You show pre-selection, you dominate all this shit. 
these are symptoms, these are consequences of someone who is a high-status man, right? So what us men like to do because of our left-brain wiring is we want to look at objective measures, empirical things, things we can observe. Again, we are hypervisual as men. All of humans are, but especially men, right? Everything is visuals. Can I observe this? Can I see this? What are the numbers? What's the data, right? And we look at, we take 100 men who are really successful with women, 100 men who are really unsuccessful with women. And we see that the core differences are successful ones impose boundaries, dominate the frame, uh, they're wanted by other women, blah, 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 what's kind of shit, right? And then we go, and you know, a lot of guys are very alpha, they're kind of loud, they tend to interrupt people, um, assert themselves, all this shit, right? And we go, oh, but let me just copy this shit, and by default, I must be alpha, <laughs> Right, just copy paste this shit. Just swipe it, swipe their campaign. If you're familiar to with copywriting language, unfortunately, it's not that fucking simple. What's good about it is that it it does have effect short term. So sometimes people who listen to me are they're very familiar with a lot of these sort of like semi spiritual sort of. Uh, understandings about masculine and feminine that I talk about and they're so bought into that that they are reductionist just like pickup artists and red pill guys are reductionists as well so they hear about all this pickup artist shit and all this stuff and they're like oh that stuff doesn't work it's like no 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 you're, you're getting it wrong it works <laughs> right because for pickup artists and red pill guys for them the what the statement of what works, like their definition of these things working is, am I getting the reaction that I was looking for? Which is basically, will I get her to submit in a moment? Will I get her to, um, will I get her to become attracted to me? Will I get her to do this, do that, right? And it does work. And then some of these people will be like, oh, but it will never work on an intelligent spiritual woman. That's incorrect. I've gotten plenty of experience of that with successful spiritual women. Intelligent, mature, healthy, holy shit. So now you may ask, okay, but why shouldn't I do that then if it fucking works? Well, if that's all you want, you can do that. That's fine. I don't judge it. I was in that phase for a long ass time. It's all good. And I'm not here to do any moral preaching. If you want to do that, you go and do that. There are tons of companies that, that teach you how to do just that. And they're fantastic at it. Like, if they specialize at that, they're amazing at it, right? Now, I personally decided to stop doing that because for me, it creates a lack of that deep connection, right? When I'm dating a new woman... 
and this is getting a little bit deeper, I want to feel those butterflies. Like, I want to feel actual love for her. And I want to, when she feels love for me, she's loving me for a very sort of natural behavior of mine. Not one that I have imposed by managing her perception. Right? And that's very key. Perception management. That's what I want to avoid. Because if I manage perception, I'm putting it on the front. It's an act. It's a performance. Then she starts falling in love with that performance. Because again, women feel attraction and create that pair bonding thing with the man that you represent. Right? They don't really look at the way that you looked as much as we do. They're, they're really like, who is the person behind this? So if you're putting up a fake persona, she's falling in love with this persona, right? And to me, that start, that feels empty. It starts to feel, I start to feel a void on the inside when she loves me for that person, for just the frame control freak in me, or the, the storytelling master, or, you know, like all this shit. That's not right. I don't like that. That's number one. Number two, it's a very unhealthy way of being. It's, it's just, and when I say unhealthy, I don't mean like, oh, it's a mental illness. It's not like that. It's just, it's just low vibrational. It's very low vibration, right? It's a very win-lose sort of mindset. And, and again, you can attract any kind of woman with this behavior, but long term, if you attracted a woman that was high vibrational, one or two things will happen. One, she will sink down to a lower level and she will be less happy. She will just feel like she's walking on eggshells when she's around you. And she will eventually leave. Or she will accept this because she has gotten so attached. And she will stay with you even though she knows that it's actually damaging to her. Right? Which is, you know, when you really become like crack to her, hyper-attached, hyper-invested, all this kind of shit, but it's actually bad for her. So if you actually love her, you're not going to want to do that to her. So that's an important distinction of, does it work or not? Yes, it works, but there's a better way of making it work. The approach that I take these days is a holistic approach. It's an integral approach, for those of you who are familiar with Ken Wilber and integral philosophy. So I want the approach to relationship to be good for my mind, good for my body, good for my soul, good for the people I come in touch with, good for the entire world, and good for the universe as a whole. That's like the mantra in my head. That's how I make decisions. I take all those things into consideration. The mind, the body, and the soul of me, the people I come in touch with, the planet, and the universe as a whole, right? <clears throat> so, when, when, you're, when you're living in this way, you're imposing restrictions, right? So I'm going to come back to that now, right? You're doing this out of fear. You are afraid that you're not good enough without this. And if you actually care about her, you shouldn't be doing this because you're acting out of fear 
And if you're making these strategic, tactical, tactical decisions on how to master a relationship from a place of fear, you will harm every, harm the people that you apply it to, right? What she wants from you is not for you to just copy what all these quote unquote alpha male, alpha males do. She just wants you to be an actual benevolent, loving, caring, healthy, mature, but strong, powerful alpha male. Right? The healthiest, most loving, strongest, most powerful alpha male possible. That's what she wants. Now, how do you become this? Right? So we can break this down from three different levels of analysis or three different perspectives. And in my opinion, you have to break it down from all perspectives in order to make sure that it's, it's an actual legitimate philosophy. Because you have to try to poke holes in what you do. And this is what people don't do. So most people, they're like, oh, I adhere to the fucking pickup artist school of thought, right? And then just viewing it through that lens, and if it fits that lens, and you're getting seemingly the correct result, well, it must be true then, right? Or if you think about it from just pure evolutionary psychology and biology, or red pill, or spirituality, tantra, BDSM, you just, or from the perspective of, like, what my mom told me, right? This is more like a mainstream kind of perspective. If you look at things through one perspective, you will develop a reductionist perspective. And when it's reductionist, you will miss so much of reality, right? So what I did when I first got into pickup, I mastered how to meet women with scripted technical game got more results than 99.9% of guys in that community ever do with that then I did the same thing with just pure masculine polarity authenticity right then I went back to scripted game instead of doing it indirect I did it with direct scripted then I did indirect masculine and I did it with just completely natural, completely scripted, direct, indirect, a tantric approach, a pickup approach, all sorts of different stuff, right? I started BDSM, tantra, pickup, hypnosis, NLP, da -da -da -da, all these sort of things. I'll, I learned from all perspectives. And then, same thing with sexuality. Studied regular sexology, I studied tantra, and all the different forms of tantra. And white tantra, black tantra, red tantra, just fucking all sorts of tantra. BDSM, right? Just studied all, all of the things. To get a holistic, integral approach to sexuality. And then, I'm doing the same thing with relationships. So this has been going on for 14 years, right? And I don't really have interests or hobbies outside of this. 
So this is 12 to 18 hours a day, seven days a week for the last 14 years. I've had some vacations. I was just sick for five months in with COVID. <laughs> that was the longest break I've ever had. Spent that time meditating eight hours a day, pretty much. So I still did some sort of work. And I'm going to share some deep, profound insights I got from it. But point being, in order to fully understand something, you need to poke holes. You need to look from a different perspective. Okay, how can I poke holes in the theory that I created from that perspective? And then you switch and switch and switch and switch and switch to all sorts of schools of thought. Master each school of thought. And then you will create something out of the actual truth from each thought, right? Then after I did that, I went to my friends who specialize in each thought and have them try to poke holes in everything. And they couldn't. Best guys. Highest level experts in each. And we're talking professors that teach at universities. We're talking NLP like experts that teach other NLP coaches, right? Sales trainers, right? All the shit. And so now I'm in a place where there are three main perspectives that I like to break this down. Like, what does it mean to be a real man? Because at the end of the day, your woman or women, she or they, just want you to be a real fucking man, right? Which is, you know, there's a dichotomy to this. They want the strength, the power, the pure alpha maleness. And they also want to feel cared about, cared for. They want the love, the softness in you. They want both. Why? Because they want you to be a leader, and that's what leaders are, right? You're not going to, unless you're very unhealthy, but you're not going to follow a leader who you respect but don't trust. Because that's basically a sociopath. There's someone who is he's strong, powerful, he will make shit fucking happen, so you respect him. And you're like, yeah, well, that dude, he knows how to build a business, or he knows how to blah, 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 or whatever, so I'm going to follow him. But if you don't trust him, what does that mean? You don't trust him because you feel like he's not, he doesn't have any, he doesn't have your best interest at heart. So your only chance of him including you in his success long-term, is the fact that you make yourself completely indispensable to him. But if he doesn't actually care about you, he will sooner or later find someone that can replace you for cheaper labor. So he gets more a bigger piece of the pie. And he will go through a bunch of people like that, right? Or you have the opposite, where you trust someone, but you don't respect them. That's someone who... You're more like, oh, but I can have him work for me, right? But you're not going to follow it. A leader you have to respect and trust. That's it, right? You know that they can make shit happen, and you know that they will actually include you in their success. That's what a leader is. That's what a real alpha male is. And that's what women want from you. They don't want you to copy, you know, oh, I saw some other alpha male, he interrupts people a lot. I'm just going to steal that mannerism. And another guy just sets really strong boundaries. And I saw another alpha male, 
or it's kind of like it gets angry at people a lot. So I'm going to lash out at people a lot. And blah, 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 right? Says what she wants. So we have three, three ways of looking at this. She wants, she wants, she, she wants, oh, she doesn't want that, right? That's what you're, what you're thinking, but she wants the leader. She wants the alpha male. So we can analyze this from a pure evolutionary perspective. Biology. Right? And from the perspective of biology, it's pretty simple. We have certain triggers. We have attraction triggers, pair bonding triggers, and all these sort of things. Most of them being tied to basically being an alpha male, being high in survival value. That's what they are in, uh, in psychological terms or in, in, evolu- in, in terms of evolutionary fitness. That's what it's called, technically. Women are attracted to men with survival value. Men are attracted to women with reproduction value. Um, so what are high survival values? It's being high status, being dominant, uh, physical prowess, uh, you know, being tall, um, and then being, quote-unquote, pre-selected by other women. That's like a shortcut for a woman to know that, oh, you probably have all of these survival values, because otherwise these other women wouldn't be attracted to you. And that's why being wanted by other women is pretty much the most powerful mechanism, right? So, now pickup artists look at this. They're like, oh, okay, how do I create this perspective? How do I perception manage this to look like this is me, right? And you can do that, and women will be attracted to you in the short term. Long term, it won't really run out, right? But so you can look in your relationship. Okay, so in order for me to really remain being the man, being the alpha male, someone that she falls in love with and stays in love with, so you have the honeymoon phase forever, you bas- she basically needs to keep looking at you the whole time as if you're this dominant uh, alpha male with high survival value, right? You have, you know, status, fitness, uh, you know, successful, social dominance, Blah, 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 all these sort of things. That needs to be in place, right? We know that, right? You have other things, stability, security. There are lots of different uh, triggers. So this is what we can observe. This is like empirically observable. That's what evolutionary biology, psychology does. We will find this way of being able to observe it. So that's a scientific standpoint. Cool. Now, let's, almost biological, right? Now, let's look at a more cognitive model for a second, and that's basically what uh, pickup artistry will teach you. So from a cognitive standpoint, what will keep her attracted is that you keep owning the frame, dominating the frame, all these sort of things. We've already discussed the downfalls of this, but at the end of the day, it keeps her momentarily attracted as well, and you can prolong this for as long as you like, pretty much. Uh, until the day she wakes up and realizes how damaging it is to her, and she might leave you. She might not, but she might. Either way, you're hurting her and yourself. And then you have third perspective, which is more of a, a 
spiritual perspective, more of a tantric perspective, where we talk about uh, masculine and feminine polarity, right? We'll talk more about exactly the polarities another time. But basically what keeps her attracted long-term and faithful and all, all the sort of things is that you're in a masculine polarity. Now, you can be low vibration or high vibration masculinity, right? So, I mean, if you're doing it more of that full cognitive model, and don't get me wrong, you, like, uh, like I said, there's nothing inherently wrong with frame control, right? But the typical way people do it is low vibrational, but you still maintain a certain masculine polarity. There's a fourth way to break this down, and that's on an actual endocrinological and neurological or neurochemical level. So, at the end of the day, she wants the dominant alpha male. In other terms, the high status male. And status is not just in terms of like being famous, but like status in whatever environment you're in. She wants that dominant male. Cortisol is a stress hormone. It's directly linked to low status in the social hierarchy. And serotonin, which is a brain chemical, is directly linked to high status in the social hierarchy, right? If you take a man, or if you take a group of people, you do tests on them. It's a big group, right? They've been socializing, like a hundred people. They've been socializing for five hours. Without looking at people socializing, without getting any cues, if you just look at who has the highest levels of serotonin and lowest level of cortisol, that will be the highest status people in the environment, and vice versa. Here's something even more interesting. Cortisol is a natural inhibitor of serotonin. So if you're low status, so you have a lot of cortisol, cortisol being produced, it's also inhibiting your brain from producing serotonin. So it's obviously a bit of a catch-22, but we'll get to that later on. So... And here's what, what people get wrong when they're just looking at the empirical observable behavioral communication, either the evolutionary psychology of just demonstrate your fucking, you know, you're a high status male or the pickup version of just verbally sneak it in somehow. Is that if you don't have low cortisol and high production of serotonin, you can say all the right things, but you won't get the right answer. And this is something women detect through probably pheromones, although we don't, I don't think that's proven. But, but what is proven, again, this is empirical stuff, what is proven is mirror neurons. And you have this as well. You know, someone is saying something and it just doesn't feel right. You know, uh, it could be maybe your mom is... I don't know, for whatever reason, she's hiding something, and you're asking her about it, and she says something, but you feel something is wrong. 
It's mirror neurons. You can tell that her cortisol is really high, serotonin is really low, and she's being really anxious. This is why someone like these guys in this... Sorry, I'm close to a road now, so it'll be a little bit of background noise. I'll try and get off this and get into the next forest. So these pick up these uh, red pill guys. They're like, what sort of restrictions are you putting on your girlfriend? Oh, I put all these restrictions. And, oh, wow, you must be so alpha. Yeah, now she will never cheat. She will never lose attraction for you. That's completely wrong. You might be able to pull it off for a while. But she will sense that something just feels off. Unless you're managing to make it completely fucking believable. In which case you will fuck yourself up in the ways I've described earlier. So she will sense something is wrong because you're actually not low in cortisol. These men that assert the boundaries, they're wanted by other women, all these sort of things. They're not thinking, oh, let's assert this boundary to make her attracted to me. A man who is low in cortisol and high in serotonin, if he doesn't appreciate something, he will effortlessly and without thinking about it, assert a boundary. So it's, it's a symptom of being an alpha male. But it's not what being an alpha male is. It starts within. Now, again, there's a kernel of truth in everything, remember? So, even I, myself, I teach people... It's going to be a lot of traffic here, I think. We'll see how we go. Worst case, I'll just stop the recording and keep going later. But we'll keep going for now. So I still teach frameworks of here's how to set boundaries, here's how to deal with conflict resolution. If a woman is in a depressed state, how do you get her in a good state? If she's angry, how do you, you know, these sort of things. However, before we get there, I make sure that you are in a high vibrational masculine energy. And then that you know the direction you're going. And then the last part is that you follow certain frameworks, that your communication is really effective and powerful. Because there's still a lot to learn from people who are great at communication, but you can't just be like, oh, well, I heard alpha males impose boundaries on their women, and you just try to impose a boundary. You have to have the value to back it up. And this value is emotional. People make decisions based on emotions. I'm sorry for all the wind and everything. I'm soon going to get out of this wind, uh, windy place. It's going to come a bus now. But we'll keep going. All right. We're doing this. So, people make decisions based on emotion. And they justify with logic. Right? So, one thing we're all taught. As men, and this is true again, kernel truth, women are very emotional, but that doesn't change the fact that we're all, as humans, we are driven by emotion. And to, to a big extent, we then rationalize, backwards rationalize, aka justify, with logic. 
Now, women are more driven by emotion than us, but it's not like they are emotional, we are logical. Tons of books to read on that, basically. <laughs> Our idea that we're fucking rational and, <laughs> and logical, that's, that's ridiculous, right? We make decisions based on emotion. So when you have low cortisol, high serotonin, so you're just naturally expressive, dominant, teasing people, joking around, telling stories, taking up, taking up space, taking up time, you know, li- people are listening to you, all this kind of shit. You're exhibiting very attractive behaviors without thinking about them. And when you're in this state, and it's something I do as a very fun exercise for guys back when I used to do dating coaching, I would teach them a, a, a set of breathing exercises, visualizations, meditations, these sort of things that actually lowers cortisol and produces serotonin. And this, this is, again, from studying science, people being in, in, in fucking scanners and saliva tests, you know, this. You just look it up, like meditations that lower cortisol, meditation that induce serotonin, right? So I did that like six years ago, and I've been working on them like relentlessly. So now I have this set of routines that will actually lower cortisol and produce a spike in serotonin. So we do that to guys, and I will go out with them to a nightclub, and I will go, okay, what would be some low-status behavior? What would be some beta male behavior in this club? They're like, well, probably just being on my own and looking bored and not talking to anyone. Yeah. And just asking if I do talk to someone, it would be just interview questions, just acting like, like a dork. Kind of thing. I'm like, cool, we're doing that. They're like, what? I'm like, yep, we're doing that. But we fix their state, low cortisol, high serotonin. And again, this is not like state, like a Tony Robbins kind of state. We're just pumping up your energy. We're like fixing your emotional state, not just making you a clown, right? And you're just standing there by a bar. And you find that more and more women start actually looking at them, right? And if they walk up and say hi and just ask them boring interview questions, they're joking, they're not teasing, they're not doing anything really that would seemingly be dominant or alpha. They're just doing things that would actually be a very nice guy of them. And women are still super attractive to them. And it's actually very simple to just have a normal conversation like that and then just be like, hey, do you want to go home with me? And oftentimes... It fucking works. Now again, you can optimize this by working by working on your actual communication frameworks. But in order to just make her attracted, this is really all that's needed. And this is what they get wrong when they're like, "Oh, impose these boundaries, do this." Just you know, like a lot of guys, everyone that's in like red pill and pickup artistry. They're always just purposely just trying to make the girlfriend jealous, and they're really hurting their women by doing this. And a lot of people listening to this, they're not into pick up and repeal. They're like, what the fuck is wrong with these guys? Um, but, yeah, I'm just making a point here. So, if you if you are in a relationship with a woman, you don't have to go out of your way and fucking hurt her by making her jealous. If you instead learn to control this hormonal and neurochemical balance, 
so that you have low levels of stress hormones and high levels of serotonin, you will naturally be this guy. Right? And then, of course, right, you assert your boundaries, you do this, you do that, but you're not doing them to prove that you're an alpha male, right? They are the, they, they, the communication is an extension of your internal reality. So when I talk about the masculine purpose, that's why I talk about it in three stages. You have three levels of the masculine purpose. Your first purpose is your inward purpose, which, you know, in, in, in the mentorship and everything is where I teach you how to be in a masculine state that's naturally it's low in cortisol and it's high in serotonin. That's your first purpose. And then m making sure that that's a high vibrational version of it as well. We actually want good for the world. Like I said, integral theory, holistic thinking. It's good for you, it's good for the people around you, it's good for the entire world, it's good for the universe as a whole, right? In mind, body, and soul. Just high vibrational. It's based on love and compassion, right? But also the strength, right? There's a loving, dominant, benevolent, powerful alpha male that cares, that gives a fuck about himself and about the people around him and the world and the entire universe. So, that's the first purpose. It's your inward purpose. Because if you neglect this, it doesn't matter what you say or what you do. And if you're starting from a place of fear, so you ignore your internal purpose, what happens? That means you will have a void on the inside. You will act out of fear. And the, the goals that you set for yourself, like getting a girlfriend or making my girlfriend be submissive or blah, 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 all this kind of shit, is coming from a place of fear. It's coming from a place of trying to fill an inner void of inadequacy. Instead, we make sure that you attack the world from a place of having a full cup. You're not trying to get your cup filled. You're having a full cup that's pouring over. And then we make a decision, here's what I want in life. On a macro purpose, like big purpose, decision direction. Or on a micro purpose, which is more like decisions made hour by hour. If you find these purposes when you already have a full cup, they will be coming from a place of love to make the world a better place instead of making the world serving you, which is very feminine. The feminine is supposed to be served. The, f the masculine serves. And that, again, is a completely different podcast. So... When you're thinking about, oh, should I set boundaries, restrictions, all these sort of things? Yes, you should. That's correct. You should own the frame. You should tell stories. You should be dominant. You should have other women wanting you. There's a lot of stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I can take a guy out to a bar, and he can attract women by standing there on his own and just walking up and asking interview questions and being boring. Because your internal purpose comes first. And then you have a secondary purpose, which is the direction. This is where she will, in a long-term relationship, know that you have a bigger purpose than hers. But it's not for the sake of proving to her that you're an alpha male. 
and you're not, and then you have you you have the boundaries and everything. And in the third purpose, which is turning chaos into order, it's not proving to her you're an alpha male by setting boundary. It's you are a loving alpha male, and she stepped out of line, and you will naturally set a boundary now, not from by being angry or being fearful or worrying what he says about you if you don't set the boundary. You, you're just the type of guy, you set boundaries. That's an extension of your internal world. Because you're in a masculine state. And the masculine naturally creates order and boundaries and borders. So your communication is an extension of what's in the inside. So you're in a masculine high vibrational state. So you're producing masculine high vibrational communication naturally. It's an extension of who you are. So like my friend, Andrew says, from SQL, so shout out to Andrew, check out sexualquantumleap.com if you want to learn how to be the best woman's ever had inside the bedroom. I'll teach you how to be the best woman's ever had outside the bedroom, but check him out. So one thing he taught me about using sex toys on women is, don't be afraid of using sex toys. She's not going to like the sex toy more than you. Most men are so afraid of using sex toys in the bedroom. Dude, the sex toy, if you're holding a fucking vibrator on her clit or, you know, a fucking, you know, something up her ass, whatever it is, it's just an extension of your arm, right? It's still you fucking her. She gives you the credit for, you know, whatever you did with the sex toys. This is the same shit. Your communication is an extension of who you are. What's going on in your in internal world. But it needs to come last. You fix internal shit first. Which is why you have to begin where you're supposed to begin. You can't begin at the end and work yourself back. Ah, oh, boundaries. And then pick a direction. And then your internal world. That, that's wrong. You crawl before you walk, and you walk before you run. You run before you leap. That's it. Alright, I'm going to come back on this road again, and this has been about an hour. Let me know what you guys think about this format. I kind of like the idea of having a walk and just having a chat with you. It's obviously, you know... It's not going to be super structured. It's, it's a podcast. It's just a chat, you know? Because I know a lot of you guys have been asking for this. You know, I can't you go back to recording podcasts and everything. It's nice, you know, when you're cleaning the house and doing some chores and whatever and just listening to this in the background. So I thought, well, sure. I'll go take a walk and record what comes up in my mind. Nothing too structured. Try to make it, you know, real, legit value is things to really make you understand this dance between the masculine and the feminine. But also not make it so I have like a pretty much a PowerPoint presentation of super dense value. Uh, because if it was full on mentoring, then you guys wouldn't be able to really do anything else. While you did this, you would have to sit with a pen and paper. So I'm just talking, you know, something has come up recently that I want to share my thoughts on, having having a walk. 
Um, so let me know what you think about the general format, and also let me know, you know, it's a little bit windy, because I got out of the forest, so it got windy and some cars coming around. Let me know if that's like, you know, giant uh, nuisance for you. So, so to really, really make sure I don't get out on the road again. I'll probably do that either way. But let me know also what, what it's like when I'm just walking around in the forest. Obviously, I get a little bit out of breath sometimes, but, you know, that happens when you're just going for a walk in the forest with a friend as well. So, yeah, I'd appreciate some feedback on the general format. Also, let me know what the audio quality is like. Uh, if it's bad, I'll, I'll find a way to have really good quality despite recording from my phone while I'm walking. Uh, but if it's good, I'll just keep it keep it as is for a while. Um, other than that, use this shit. Use this. Your women will fucking thank you for it. Yes, she wants a dominant alpha male. But she doesn't want a domineering cunt. She doesn't want a guy who just looked at some other man that he sort of thought was cool and just copies his behavior. She wants you. She wants you in your fullest fucking form. You can copy this from a pure evolutionary psychological point of view. Just trying to prove that you have all these fucking triggers, these attraction triggers. You can come from a pickup artist persuasion standpoint cognitive communications type stuff you can come from it come at it from a completely sort of tantric perspective all masculine feminine polarity which is a lot of what I do but at the end of the day you can break it down to a very simple thing low cortisol high serotonin Right? And that's naturally built in to this bigger picture framework that's taken me 14 years to develop. Right? And if you can't afford to get the product or online university, rather, it's going to be expensive. You know, my fucking business teachers are like, oh, don't say the word expensive, it's not good. <laughs> but let's just call it spade a spade. It's very, it's very high end, it's very premium. It's expensive. But in the Facebook group, you have dozens and dozens of hours of free video trainings and live streams, hundreds of articles, and this podcast is going to be going on hopefully for a few years. So you'll have hundreds of hours of free audio in here as well. And I've already laid out a lot of what to do. First purpose, your internal world, you know. Meditation, visualization, other stuff, diet, all these sort of things. Second purpose, which is your what's technically called purpose, or what's commonly called purpose. So you have your macro purpose, your big picture purpose that's more important than you. It's bigger than you, it's bigger than your relationship, it's bigger than your woman, it's bigger than your children, it's bigger than your fucking country. It's big, big, big purpose, right? 
That's your macro purpose. And then you have your micro purpose, which is basically learning how to make executive decisions, right? Certain way that I approach that path, the three, the three types of pathomost resistance, uh, unplugging from validation, seven levels of relaxation, and other things to help you make these executive decisions on a micro level purpose, day by day, hour by hour, week by week, month by month, so that you do these decisions from a place of having a full cup, high vibrational masculine energy. Then you have, you know, the macro purpose, which is way beyond the scope of this episode to even discuss really. But that would be in the university as well, a big purpose workshop. Um, and then lastly, you have turning chaos into order. You create boundaries and borders, restrictions, guidelines, rules, laws in your own kingdom, right? You're the captain of the ship, your woman is along on your ship. What's the culture on your ship? When do you tell people, stop doing something? When do you encourage people? How do you treat the people that are on board your ship? And, and what's your method of acquiring people to your ship? You know, you need your council of other men. You need allies. A framework for how you deal with enemies. You need how to delegate work, how to manage stuff, how to lead. That's the last point, right? So if you think of your first purpose, creating your internal world, it's basically building the ship. Then you have your second purpose. So you have your micro purpose, your, your macro purpose. It's basically deciding, all right, we're going to... The goal here is to discover... Uh, discover America, discover India, think Christopher Columbus, right? Then the micro purpose is, okay, what do we do today? What do we do now? Like, what are we doing right now? So it's breaking down into milestones, how we deal day by day, hour by hour, week by week, month by month, year by year, until we reach the macro purpose. And then you have the third one, which is turning chaos into order. That's how you run the actual ship. What is your way of being a captain? How do you manage your staff? How do you manage your family? How do you manage fucking pirates at sea? Then, what you should understand after this is the feminine version of this. The feminine is not the ship, though. The feminine is, feminine is the sea. In order to be a great captain, you have to understand the sea. Right? How does it work? What's her first purpose? Her first purpose is to feel all the emotions. Right? And identifying with the emotions. Whereas you are, you're the observer, you're the watcher. She's observed, she's watched. So you structure your own internal world. Her purpose is just to feel all of her internal world. The second purpose is to go with the strongest current. And if she chose you as her man, you're the strongest current. You're the current that she chose. The current of the sea or of the river that she chose to go along with. Right? Her third purpose is nesting and domestication. 
which is something that so many guys in the manosphere completely misunderstand. They think that this betaization process that's so infamous is something wrong by the feminist female manipulation tactics. No, it's just that her purpose is to nest and domesticate. But, yeah, we I don't want to even get started on that one right now, because there will be a couple of hours just diving into that one alone. So, just a quick summary of today. Those are the, the steps, or the, the aspects, there are three levels of masculine, three levels of feminine. The seventh step is to create the dance between the two, where you develop the gut feeling of when you basically use what framework to communicate with the feminine and all this kind of shit, right? So, hope this will serve a lot of you well. If you have a friend who's in a relationship, whether he's doing great or whether it's rocky, I recommend sending this to him as a gift. And if you found this podcast some random way and stumble upon it, we have a Facebook group called Be Her Hero. It's pretty selective, to be honest. And that's not like a weird spiel, but we have hundreds of member requests right now, but you will be asked to answer three questions. Pretty simple, but I require more than a simple one-word answer. If your answers mesh up with the culture and the vision, again, the macro purpose for me, then I will let you into the group. So if you say things like, oh, I want to learn how to pick up more chicks, or I want to learn just about frame control. That's not what I teach, so you will not be let into the group. Um, you know, you don't have to fill out the questions either. It's completely up to you. But if you're going to do it, do it right. This group is about mastering relationships, long-term relationships with women, whether it's open relationships or close relationships. doesn't matter. All right, guys. I'll talk to you soon again. Peace.